Apple's business push into services has been well documented, and the company now has a service for everything we love, music, news, games, and movies. But nearly a year into its push, Apple's competitors seem to have the upper hand. We'll take a look at what's working, what needs to change, and where we hope Apple takes its services in the future on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola. I'm here with Jason Cross and Michael Simon. So why don't we start with Apple News since that was in the news recently because Apple released a new feature. They have a new audio component yes. that consists of a podcast. Audio stories. There's, yeah. there's audio stories in the news app for some stories and also an Apple exclusive podcast that you find in the podcast app. Which is free. You don't need News Plus for that. I I haven't. I actually signed up for Apple News Plus using that Best Buy uh, four-month deal from a couple weeks ago or last week. But um, <laughs> shockingly, I haven't really used it. <laughs> it's there, though. I, it, when, when I want to look at it, I do. I, I did look at our magazine, and I looked at a couple others when I first got it. And, yeah. you know, it's 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 fine. Our magazine's the PDF version, and it basically... Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit nicer than flipping through, like, what texture was back in the day when you just literally had to flip through the pages of a a PDF. Like, it's a little less static than that, but not much. And, you know, part of of it is is our issue. Like, you know, we could work with Apple and develop much bigger things, but even if we were to do that, like, I looked at, like, Esquire, for example, does all that, and I don't really know the value that you're getting there other than it looks a little bit nicer. Yeah, I have been checking out Apple News Plus for the past month. I have a reminder set to cancel it. (laughs) And uh, I was checking out the new audio components. I just have a hard time believing this is going to help them compete with Facebook and Twitter, where people get most of their news nowadays. Yeah, that's the thing. And Google News, too. Yeah, and Google News. And that's the big thing about Twitter and Facebook is that there's a social component. So it just happens to, you know, news is also entwined with, with all their social interactions. So that that draws people in. Yeah. The chief problem of Apple News uh, and Apple News Plus is that it's it's asking you to go to it instead of meeting people where they are. Exactly. And that's where people are getting their news. They're getting their news from well, where they get their news everywhere in, in life is, you know, they're, the TV's just on in the evening. That's where people get their news. They're talking to their friends. That's where people get their news. That's what that's what's happening elsewhere in the Internet. Yeah, I mean, and Twitter, like you click on a link in your feed and you're into you stay in the app, but you still go to the website where the original source of that news is. You read it and you're done and you move on. And you comment or whatever you need to do. Apple News is a conscious thing. You need to go to the Apple News app on whatever device you're using and stay there. There's no link to the New York Times or, or Yahoo or whatever you're reading. And, and, and you're stuck. And it doesn't really seem to work for either users or publishers. It's a good place to go if you know how to configure Apple News to get what you want. And also if you're not interested in user interaction. Right. That's the best thing about it is it's good, neutral aggregation, and it's not coloring your opinion with everybody's comments before you even go look at what it is. There's a lot of value to that, but that's not necessarily what people want. And I don't know if that model works anymore. Do you know what I mean? Well, Google News is Google News is like that. It's just a list of stories and you read them. 
you know, there's no commentary. There's no, um, you know, up or down voting or anything like that. It's just here's the list of the top stories of the day from a bunch of sources and you can read them. And that's a little more real time algorithmic uh, curation, like their curation is not a bunch of people picking stories. It's, you know, and there's some so there's some value to the fact that it's it's up to the minute. I use Apple News regularly, but I actually use it before I go to sleep. I check into Apple News to see if there was anything I missed during the day. And then that's and I don't use it any other time. I checked out the podcast. The podcast is fine. It's it's highly produced. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. So there's a section where articles are read to you and they picked articles based upon I guess relevancy in the news and I guess maybe popularity. They have a way of curating what articles are being read. So in case you don't have time to sit there and read an article, you can listen to it, kind of like an audiobook, I guess. But there was a weird disconnect for me when I was listening to these stories. So I listened to this Entertainment Weekly story about Jamie Foxx. And it was a little odd to me because because it was newsy. And I know what Jamie Foxx sounds like, for instance. I've seen him perform. I've seen him in interviews. I know what his personality is like. Yet there's this third person portraying Jamie Foxx in the story. Does that make sense? Oh, like when it's a quote from him, it's just somebody else saying it. And it's not a recording of him saying that. Right. That sounds funny. Yeah. (laughs) The reading news stories to me feels more like an accessibility feature. It's, it seems like it's something for uh, visually impaired and yeah, I agree with that. Maybe you know, listening to the news while you're in your car instead of having to tune into a car radio, a news radio station, picking your story. I don't think the majority of users find a lot of value in having a news story read to them instead of just reading it themselves. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It does. I mean, they didn't bill it as as like a you know a, a for the for the visually impaired feature, but it's. I I certainly don't get any benefit of listening to someone read a story that I could read quicker myself. Unless I'm, you know, my eyes are elsewhere and I have to know what this story is about right now. Uh, The Daily News podcast is, I feel, different. That's a, you know, like a bunch of news outlets have that type of thing where it's a morning roundup of the stories and it's more like a show. You know, it's a a little analysis and it'll, you know, talks to, you know, hit on a bunch of headlines and things like that. Apple's is, it's very neutral. It is almost too neutral. It almost feels robotic in the sense that like they, they don't have an opinion on any of the news and, and there's, there's definitely too much of that out there, but it almost feels weird hearing people read to you news stories that are completely flat factual, uh, in that way. Yeah. So it, it almost needs a little more personality, <laughs> but it's, it sounds great. It's slickly produced and it sounds really good. And you don't need to be any kind of Apple news subscriber or anything to get it. In fact, you don't even use the Apple news app. It's in the podcast app. Does it like, I haven't heard it. So if you listen to it, does it kind of steer you to Apple news? Like what's the, what's the point of the podcast as from from an Apple marketing standpoint? I think Apple's intent is to have more exclusive podcasts that tie into other Apple stuff. The uh, argument online has been like they're gonna they're gonna have podcasts that tie into like Apple TV Plus shows and stuff, and they're and you'll only get them on Apple Podcasts. So the the benefit of this one is like this is something that 
you only get in the Apple Podcast app. This is an exclusive podcast. It is not a podcast you can grab the RSS feed and, and dump it into any podcast reader you have, which is sort of the new battleground. That's the new thing that's going on with podcasts, and it's real. It's a, it's a big change. It's a complete sea change to what podcasts have been for the last 15 years or whatever it's been. I mean, I think just before we move on, because it sounds like we're getting into podcasts and Apple Music and stuff, but a couple things, Apple News... I mean, even if you forget about the plus portion for now, uh, a web interface and an Android app. I mean, if Apple wants to grow this thing and wants to, I mean, it, it that's those are imperative because there are a lot of times when I'm on Twitter and I'll click on something and it'll bring me to an Apple News screen and it'll say, sorry, you can't, you can't look at this because you're on an Android phone. That's crazy. So if Apple wants it to be ubiquitous and to be a source where, you know, you can go wherever you are, those two things need to happen. They just did this with Apple Music, finally, and they need the equivalent. And they for, have it. Apple TV has a you know well, Apple News so and, and interface as well. So they're 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 yeah. not strangers to the fact yeah, that it's necessary, but they're stubborn. Yeah, and if you're on a Mac, you've got the Apple News app, but not you're not always on a Mac. <laughs> so well, we kind of been segueing into Apple Music. So why don't we talk about? The Apple Music service. It seems like the movement there has been, as as you were bringing up, there has been with podcast. Mm-hmm. Podcasts have been a big thing, and when well, Apple's case, that's separate from the music service. So the big fight a couple of years ago, you know, more than a couple of years ago, I guess, was Spotify and Apple Music and all the other streaming services that have since become Title, whatever, wrapping up some exclusive. Some hot artist would come out with an album and they'd be the only place to get it. That's kind of rare now. That's not really a thing happening much these days, but they've shifted it completely to podcasts and Spotify's all in on this. They bought two big podcast networks who all of their shows will be exclusive. They bought an exclusive on the Joe Rogan experience, which is hugely popular. And starting in September, that's going to be only on Spotify. And they just launched video podcasts for some of their podcasts, which is something Apple's had for years. And they're they're teaming up with a couple of TikTok artists I saw too. Like they are they are um, uh, pushing as hard. Yeah. So you know, it, within six months' time, there will be dozens of podcasts, po- otherwise popular podcasts, that you will only be able to listen to on Spotify. And Apple has one exclusive podcast, their news podcast, which is, you know, you can't, you don't want to look, they produce it themselves and it's not too rough, but like they're not out there buying popular podcasts. They may take their Apple TV approach of like, we're going to produce our own exclusive podcasts, but it's still going to be exclusive podcasts. And maybe it's an about defending Jacob or some Apple TV show or something like that, but they're. The, the rumors from Bloomberg have been that's what they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, it would kind of like what uh, uh, who who has The Walking Dead? Uh, AMC does with The Walking Dead. They, they have that that's Talking Dead show. Like those are relatively big now. What, what what's funny about this is had, had Apple done this, let's say Apple was Spotify and they took Joe Rogan, they paid him a bunch of money, they would have gotten blasted, blasted for it. Absolutely. So Spotify yeah. is the bad guy now, and Apple can just kind of say, well, you know, we're just trying to compete now. <laughs> Yeah, and it's true that Spotify is kind of getting blasted because the the beauty of podcasts from the beginning was it started as people going like, well, hey, if we attach an audio file to RSS, 
make an RSS point to an audio file, then somebody can just subscribe to an RSS RSS feed and get pushed out new audio clips whenever they we, we need. And it was always, a, that's all it was. Every podcast reader was a good audio playback and buffering engine and stuff for an RSS reader. And you just, that was your podcast link. And Apple always had in iTunes, some little funny things you had to do to your RSS to make your listing in iTunes work right and stuff, but that's about it. And then now it's getting to be Hulu versus Netflix versus, you know, all, same thing as all these streaming services where you're going to need ha a half dozen of them to get the podcast you want to listen to because they're all going to be exclusive. It's a shock for podcasts. And I, I don't know if it's going to ultimately be good for podcasts or not. And it kind of goes against the grain of what podcasts were originally came to fruition because it was sort of like you know now everyone can have a radio show so to speak for people who don't know what radio is <laughs> i i i, I want to know how many people know that it comes from ipod like you know it's so ubiquitous now does even does is like how like what's the percentage of people who make podcasts that have any idea that it's related to an apple product yeah the pod yeah. is back in the day i used to work at tech tv and i worked with uh, leo laporte and he has a podcast network when he started that, he tried very hard to push the word mm -hmm. netcast mm. because he didn't like the idea that the origination of podcast was the iPod. And he didn't like the idea that this word was tied to a platform. I mean, it, it could be worse. It could be iPodcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, like, like the word Kleenex podcast has kind of been, you know, it's become generic and stuff, but he wasn't wrong. And he's probably really, really upset about all this exclusive stuff that's going on because it's really counter to the entire uh, original idea. But if you're a podcaster and you're looking at scrounging up, you know, uh, sponsors from audible or mattress companies and stuff like that, trying to pay for your production and somebody's offering you, you know, a lot more just to say, Oh, but, and you're just, and you can still have your sponsors. You're just going to be on our platform. And I think a lot, of, it solves a lot of problems for a lot of podcasters. And to, to that point, to, to your story's point, there is always going to be a faction of people who just hate something because it's attached to Apple. And it, we, we see that with Apple Music, you know, Spotify. I don't think they're ever going to catch up to Spotify because there are a lot of people who just will never, you, no matter how good it is, no matter how you know, equal they are in terms of libraries or anything else. They just won't use Apple Music because it has the Apple name in it. And yeah, even if they have a free yeah, tier. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. So if podcast, if this if this is the way or, where podcasts are going, it's going to set off a, something of a culture war. I mean, this isn't movies. Apple, as as you said, Jason, they're making their own stuff. So if you want to ignore it, you can. If your favorite podcast now is only available within Apple's world, you got to make a choice. <laughs> So I think we're, I would not be surprised at all if this news podcast is sort of the, the Apple's test case, and they're going to start producing some other exclusive podcasts, and, and they'll produce them as opposed to the, the Spotify method of we're going to buy podcast, podcast networks mm -hmm. and work deals with popular, you know, podcasters and TikTok stars and stuff like that. I think they'll just make their own. Yeah, they have, they've never really done that. They, they've partnered with, you know, like, like Beyonce released a record on iTunes exclusively for a little while and Taylor Swift re released a concert, 
but they've never really said we are working with this person except now Apple TV. They have all sorts of deals. So perhaps there's a sea change in their thinking that, you know, maybe they are, they won't go it alone when it comes to these podcasts. And maybe they'll say, well, let's give, you know, so-and-so a bunch of money and work exclusively with us for, you know, five years or two years. We'll see. And that's already the way that that market works, yeah. right? Uh, the, 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 the TV market. You can't, you can't go somewhere else to see Netflix right. shows. Right, right. They didn't invent the wheel or reinvent the wheel or anything. They just played as playing the ball the way it's played. But if this Spotify thing, particularly, you know, as you said, Joe Rogan is probably the most popular podcast. If that works and people start flocking to Spotify to, and, and leaving Apple or whatever, however metric they use to gauge this stuff, they might have no choice. Yes. That said, Apple Music, minus the podcast stuff and all this other stuff, you know, it's 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 gotten a, a, a way better than it was at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I, I use it all the time on, on Android and my Mac and my iPhone, and I have no complaints. The, the lyrics are great. The, the the speed, the streaming, the navigation, all that stuff. It's it's all it's all really good. I I do like the discovery better at Spotify still and the playlists, and and they just do a better job of that stuff. But you know, Apple has some good playlists too that they update and can keep going. And uh, I don't really have any any complaints about Apple Music right now, except a, a free tier would be nice. I mean, it's the one service they've kind of, I mean, because it started out as iTunes, so it's been around forever. They've had time to kind of figure mm-hmm. it out. But when it first came out, it was, eh. You know, the navigation was all over the place, and but they've really kind of fixed it and streamlined it slowly but surely. Yeah, over, they kind over of rebranded the, Be- yeah, Beats Music. That was, they bought Beats Music. They kind of put a gloss of coat of paint over it and it was, it was, it was a little rough it's getting yeah. much better ios 14 adds some some additional nice welcome tweaks mm-hmm. to the interface no major new features that are like you know gotta have it but some nice little things yeah and it's you know it's an important thing to have when you get a new iphone and you, you know it's it's i was thinking the other day of how much friggin' money i could have saved if streaming services were around when i was a kid i mean thousands and thousands of dollars my oh, god right. yeah <laughs> Oh my, it's it's ridiculous. Especially family plans yeah, and stuff. Nuts. I mean, to be able to listen to things just, okay, I don't like this. I mean, how many CDs that I buy? I'm like, oh, well, this sucks. I listen to it once, throw it in a closet. <laughs> Sorry, no returns. You listened to it and opened it. <laughs> my uh, brother-in-law is a musician and I go to his house and he has thousands of CDs and I look at the, yeah, look at the shelf and I just Towers think. and stuff, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those days when I go into the store thinking, I need to buy a new uh-huh. shelf for my yeah. new rack for my those, CDs. Those IKEA, <laughs> those really tall IKEA towers. <laughs> yeah. So Apple Music's a success. Yeah, I think so. Would you consider Apple TV Plus on the road to success? It's a long it's, road it's to It's really home. hard to yeah. tell. Even if. I, yeah, there's even if I, not good data. There is, and even sure. if there was, like I don't know how many people are using it for free. Lots, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots. I don't honestly, I don't know how, I don't know if anyone's paying for it. Yeah, we're not really into that. Really beyond that, that point where everybody's free year ran out and everyone's got to pay for it now and stuff. So we're not, we're not there yet. Uh, 
we don't know what to compare it to because you know Netflix is they they tell you how many subscribers they have, but they don't tell you how many people watch whatever thing. Some, they occasionally uh, they do, but it, it's 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 always tweaked and weirded, and you know it's not it's not like a it's not easy to to gauge. It's hard to know what they're doing, how they're comparing to other services. My gut feeling, just from like talking to people, is that people watch. Everyone watches Netflix shows. A lot of people watch some exclusive Hulu show or something, uh, and or Disney Plus show or an Amazon Prime show, and and that's because they already have Amazon Prime for shipping, or they have Disney for all the millions of Disney movies and stuff. But even the exclusives, the the originals. They're watching a few of those, and I don't hear people talking about a lot of Apple now, Yeah, as far as the buzz goes, like every now and again, you'll hear yeah. a Netflix show pop up, and you'll be everywhere for a few weeks or a week. And oh, yeah. I, that, with the exception of a very small couple of minutes when the morning show was huge, it's just, it's just not there. There's no buzz. There's no excitement. There's no, you know. They spent all that money on that Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, that just hit, landed with the a thud. Internet did not yeah, get that had some buzz. There was that report that said that it was a, it had a blockbuster type release, so to speak. Whatever that means. <laughs> well, you know, he went out there and did his his press tour and was on all the things and stuff, talking about it. So that that helped, but you just don't see people buzzing. And to be fair, there are a lot shows. of Netflix shows with blockbuster appeal that also fall flat. But there's so much there that something every month something hits, and Apple has not had that. My, my my parents watch a lot of Apple TV shows, and like they'll always say to me, "Yeah, it was okay." Yeah, I don't, like they, with the exception of the morning show, and I think they liked uh, Truth Be Told a lot too, which which th- those are probably my two favorites as well. And, and and Servant was was pretty good too. But honestly, I really like the morning show and. I'm not anticipating it like I am Stranger Things or or, or, or or like I was the third season of Dark when that just came out. Like, it's just not there. Like, it's fine. If it comes back, great. I'll watch it. I don't need it right now. I am anticipating it to some degree, but it's, you know, yeah, they just need a lot more stuff. They just need a lot more, taking a lot more shots. And at they need it. to, it needs to be edgier and riskier. And, you know, everything's kind of this like middle of the road drama type stuff. Like, they really need to. You know, branch out into different genres. Like like Amazing Stories is a good example. I was excited for that because I loved this, the show as a kid. And at the time, in the 80s, it was, a, you know, like very groundbreaking storytelling and special effects and everything else. And I watched it and it was like, oh, all right. It's another 35, 40-minute, you know, show. It's It really was very much it, like right. it was it felt 80s, like which does not hold up. And it up. felt like they were trying <laughs> too hard to capture that same kind of emotion. And it just... Do something different. Do something edgy. Do something, you know, I don't know. Like the Twilight Zone, you know, they, that was on, that's on CBS, I think. But they didn't try to make it like the old Twilight Zone. It was different. It was new. It was updated. And, and you know, it didn't really succeed, but it succeeded enough where people talked about it and it got people to sign up for the, for the, for the, uh, for the service. And I just, amazing stories. I don't even think most people know it exists. It, 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 it was barely any, any attention when it, when it landed. That uh, Central Park show, I mean, all credit for trying. They tried something new there. It's a musical, you know, a musical comedy cartoon. That's unique and different, and it's well-made. And the intersection of I want to watch a musical cartoon comedy, like that Venn diagram (laughs) just doesn't have a lot of overlap. It's a great 
show that's just not for a lot of people. Like I watched them all and they're fine, but that's just because I'm not super excited when they break in the song every time. Like <laughs> I, I, I'd rather it be like a Bob's burgers where it's like, here's these wacky characters just being eccentric. You know, it's it, to me, it works better when they do that. None of this is really a fault except for that. They just, if Apple is going to say all we have is the content, the original content we make for our service, you just need a lot more of it. Yeah. A lot yeah, more. Yeah, Apple TV, first of all, it's it's annoying to navigate and hard to find. But even if it wasn't, it's not a destination. Like, I go to Netflix weekly, sometimes daily, just to see what's there. I scroll through the popular things and the things and the For You lists and all that other stuff. Apple TV is like, here's our new show, and here's the other ones that we made. Like, they don't even seem that excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think it has a ton of promise. I mean, Apple obviously has ridiculous loads of money and they're they're not shy about spending it on these shows. I mean, every show has a name attached to it. Every show is is uh, 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 something you recognize about it. I, uh, maybe to a fault. I kind of wish they would come out with something that was by an unknown director with with a bunch of unknown stars <laughs> and this, you know, and to see how like I, I said it before. I don't know how many of you guys watch Dark on on Netflix, but that that's a German show and it was amazing. And I've I actually looked up the people that were in it. They're nobodies. They don't. They're not super super popular in Germany or anywhere. They're just a, you know it was a guy who had an idea with the and Netflix there's, took a chance. There's on quite it. a bit of that coming in the sense that uh, Apple's wrapped up a lot of lights for rights for a lot of sort of Israeli shows that are either being remade for for Apple TV Plus or they're went on Israeli TV and they they have the streaming rights. Or something. So, and those are some. There's some interesting ideas there. These are people you've never heard of. They look slick. It's but when are they coming? Like who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, well, I mean that 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 is, that is promising because uh, HBO's had a bunch of success with taking overseas properties and kind of retooling them for 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 American audiences. There's some really good TV being made, not in America, that really need to be that. And everyone's sort of in this scramble to wrap up content. Everyone's grabbing what they can, and Apple's no no stranger to that. Yeah, I, I wonder if it, again in the we need it. We need yeah, more we absolutely need lots more. Of it. I, I wonder <laughs> if the kind of the the eventual COVID void that we're going to reach, where nothing new is coming out. I wonder if that will help Apple, and maybe they can advertise some of these shows more and, but maybe it'll it'll spur people to kind of go and look at their other stuff that they might have not paid attention to mm. you know when they run out of I, something I, on netflix to watch maybe they'll go watch the jacobs that's, whatever that's the trick yeah. because netflix has a really yeah. deep bench right now they have a lot of stuff that's already been produced or is in post-production doesn't need to be filmed and so they've and compared to every other streaming service they've just got a lot more that's ready to go Everyone else's new content's going to dry up way before Netflix's does, and it's just going to help them. Yeah, and I don't even know if Apple has anything in the immediate on the immediate horizon. I mean, I'm there's sure a couple, they do, but... there's a couple things ready to come out. But but all the stuff we would have expected this fall, like you said, the morning show, like is yeah, morning show servants, all the yeah. ones that they probably aren't season, done yet. Season two of C and the morning show and stuff going to happen, or are they going to happen yeah. Yeah, next yeah. summer, and when everyone's forgotten about them? Yeah, and then there's also like, does Apple just cave and just say, you know what, we're just gonna sign a licensing deal with somebody because we need a we need a library like HBO Max. The best part of HBO Max right now is DC stuff because well, it's I mean it's AT and T, it's all kind of you know familial, 
but it's not curb your enthusiasm or or you know whatever hbo show you want to watch uh, game of thrones it's you know all the stuff that was on that dc streaming network is now on hbo yeah, apple's done that with one thing so far uh and it's fraggle rock they got the rights to make new fraggle rock but in uh, yeah, Apple's clearly stuck in the 80s. Grabbed, you know, all, all the, the existing episodes, and that's not going to cut it. That's not a name people know. <laughs> Fraggle Rock is one of those cult things that a couple people really love still, but yeah, in no way is that going to draw millions of people to your service. Yeah, I, th- I, I think Apple is going to eventually have to cave and start, you know, writing, writing that checkbook to grab big shows existing shows that are that people already know they love and want to watch reruns of <laughs> yeah even if it's just like a season here or a movie like 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 what amazon does as part of prime they'll have okay now i can watch season one of whatever and that'll be gone in a month like it's quick little hits but it's enough to keep the value there another service that apple has is apple arcade this is the gaming service that I guess mostly appeals to maybe mobile users because the library, the uh, new releases that come out seems to be more based on the iPhone and iPad. There aren't a lot of new Mac releases that come out. Yeah, they're, a lot of them do the release for the Mac, but when you play them, you're like, this is clearly a mobile game. Yeah. Like, it's a mobile game that's available on the Mac, but it's really meant for that form factor and screen and stuff. Yeah. And there was an initial flood of games, but now that Apple seems to be releasing a new game once a week, mm-hmm. it seems like. Around that, something. Yeah. And not not that there aren't other new games being released. It's games in the Apple Arcade program. So just want to make that clear so people don't think you can only play games through Apple Arcade. There are other games that get released. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. But this is uh, the subscription service. And in fact, it, that's that's kind of its biggest flaw is that they have this sort of exclusivity thing where they're like, it can, if it's going to be an Apple Arcade, it can't be on any other subscription service. Yeah. And it can't, be, which there are other game subscription services for other devices, and it can't be uh, on any other mobile platform. So it can't be elsewhere in the Mac, or I mean not Mac, in the, it can't be in the regular iOS app store and it can't be on Android or anything like that. Um, and those things are kind of stopping it from having a lot of good content. I think they're, they're paying developers to make basically Apple arcade games. And then they may end up on PC. You might like get like a steam release or something like that, or even Xbox or PlayStation, but never in the Xbox or PlayStation, like subscription services. And, you know, that whole that whole thing there's just not a lot of hits there's not a lot of stuff where you're just like oh this is, these are so great yeah this is i mean it's classic apple I, I don't use apple arcade but um the terms of service is that's just what apple that's what they do you know they they create these shackles seemingly for no reason you know if the service is good people will stick with it whether or not you can get it somewhere else or in the or in the app store or whatever it's like a music service. You know, some people still buy, pay for the... They, they still have the iTunes store, and it's the same stuff. What's the difference? Yeah, they're kind of... You're kind of trying to get to that you-can-only-get-it-here thing. And there's just nothing hot enough that people are going to go like, well, if I can only get it on Apple Arcade, I'm going to subscribe to Apple Arcade. It's more like, oh, well, none of those are that great. And if you're a game developer, you don't want to do that. Has know? there ever been a mobile game like that? 
where people like flock to a to a device or a and forget X, I mean Xbox and PlayStation aside like I know they're there they exist but I can't think of a game even like something like Monument Valley which is super super popular I don't think anyone went out to buy an iPhone because of that game so yeah I think I think uh, if there's anything Apple could do to really make Apple Arcade great it would be to say to, to open it up to more developers by saying, well, we don't, it doesn't need to be exclusive. You can sell it in the regular app store and you can have your version in Apple Arcade. And it can still have all the other things about it that make it great, like saying no microtransactions, no ads, no, you know, all those other rules. Those are really consumer friendly things that are really good. And they're very parent friendly too. But there's no reason that, to your point, Monument Valley, why is that not an Apple Arcade? Well, just because you can go buy it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and they don't you know maybe even like if you buy it, you get an extra couple of levels or something like you know you or 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 vice versa, you know. But but you you can you can have exclusive content in Apple Arcade or on the App Store, but to to keep them separate is silly. So so as you say, like you're, how many people use Apple Arcade? Maybe ten, twenty percent of iPhone users, probably not even that much. So why would a developer do that when they have a better shot of getting a hit by putting it in the App Store and being spotlighted as an editor's choice or something? Then putting an Apple Arcade and hoping a bunch of people see it and talk about it. The, a lot of the big developers won't. I mean, what what Apple's offering them is sort of this sort of guaranteed revenue. Like, I don't think there's a bunch of revenue splitting. It, it, it's not clear how Apple's handling the books here, but what it seems to be is they're just paying developers a flat fee. You get paid as you meet milestones. You get paid when it's released. That's okay. it. You're not getting, you, you may get paid for updates. You're not getting like, a chunk based on how popular your game is. You're not getting a piece of the Which, pie. I mean, that's even more de- uh, disincentivizing, whatever the hell that word is, for, for a big developer. <laughs> because if they have a hit, you know, they're not, it's not, a, they're not getting, if, you know, assuming those terms are, are, are accurate, because Apple doesn't ever really divulge that stuff. Yeah, it's, that's, that's a double-edged sword, because it also, you don't want to do that and then incentivize, uh, developers to make games that are just like pointlessly addicted <laughs> that you just have to check in on every okay. day That's yeah, just to get to, to collect your gems or some stupid thing so that they can rack up their minutes and get paid more money like you don't want to do that you want to allow people to make these like experiences you can finish and stuff like that so uh, it's not necessarily that it's i i don't know that they have the wrong economic incentives in place they just have the wrong exclusivity rules yeah and you know they should embrace apple tv embrace the mac like like as you say like they're mainly iphone games that just happen to be playable on these other platforms yes apple's never really got Mm -mm, gaming never no no you know there's games exist on macs and then the iphone it's the number one category by virtue of iPhones just being so popular yeah. and people wanting to play games on and their developers phones. making really cool games for it. It's not, nothing to do with Apple. Yeah. I just give you a good engine. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's not that Apple ever just really sort of understood games and gamers and what game developers and game players want and need. Which is ironic because they had one of the first like gaming consoles out there that failed spectacularly, but they did, they did try you know, way, way, way back in the day, they just, it's just now, um, they, it's not even a, it's not even a thought. It's weird. Well, and, and Bungie started out as a Mac developer, a Mac game developer. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. 
I subscribe to Apple Arcade, but every time I look through the library, I'm like, yeah, it's, <laughs> nothing seems to strike my it, fancy. It, it does seem more. I, I try a couple games. It's kind of like Apple TV. It's kind of these like middle of the road kind of. Yeah, they're okay games. They're, yeah. But nothing like makes me go, whoa, this is. There's something innovative going on here. It's just. I mean, I'll tell you, my, my son watches um, this YouTuber, uh, Dan, Dan TDM, all the time. And when he's not playing YouTube or Minecraft or something, he does go to the iPad and he checks out like these silly mobile games. And never do I hear him say, I'm playing an Apple Arcade game today. Never. So it's just, they right. just don't have that appeal, that buzz, that, 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 you know, that, 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 that cultural thing. Same thing with Apple TV that Apple needs to get. Like, remember that untitled Goose game, which I think is, is yeah, yeah, I mean, that was huge, ridiculously stupid game, perfect for Apple Arcade. That's the kind of game that they need, but it's just not there because they're not giving developers the, 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 the tools and the strategies to succeed. Right. That developer wanted to be able to sell that game. Right. And, and they're, and they're not going to say, well, I'm, I'm going to agree to not have this appear in all these other places because I want it to be on Apple Arcade. I'd much rather it be on Xbox Game Pass. And oh, I can't be on two subscription services. Yeah, Never right. mind. Exactly right. I'm not going to pick Never. yours. And yeah, so that's yeah. They just need to open it up more. And I'm, I'm sure they will at some point. Just... It just might be too late because I don't know how long the mobile landscape. I mean, right? I don't even know if it's a thing now. But mobile mm-hmm. gaming, once the new Xbox and the new PlayStation come out, it's going to get further and further pushed to the sidelines. I don't. Th- I don't. I don't agree that that's true necessarily. Like I think. I think they're separate things that people play separately in different situations. They play different kinds of games on. You know. All right. Well, maybe you know. Maybe they they have a they have a chance. You know, Android has Google, Google has something similar on Android that's you know e- equally not popular. So maybe. Yeah, I don't think necessarily Apple Arcade's going to do great, but I don't think mobile gaming is going to. But get that, yeah, that's that's not anyway. what I was saying. I was saying like the the opportunity oh, okay. for like a big service like this to succeed. It's mm. the, the the shelf life seems to be relatively limited. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Apple can keep it going for for ten years and, and keep adding to it. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm not a gamer. I'm not a mobile gamer. I play uh, Candy Crush on my phone. That's about it. So I'm a, I'm well, a, I'm a bad example. Have, apparently they have, um, and and this was sort of inside baseball rumors, but they've told some of their developers they want less of these store these games that are like these kind of visual novels, like the one that just came out, and and these really are like sort of artsy games and more games that are similar to the kinds of things that are popular in the App Store, like Candy Crush and stuff like these things that are match three games and other sort of low bite sized mobile experiences. They had one at launch called Grindstone that was excellent. It's not a match three, but it's it's you know if you that that'd be one Mike I would say if you if all you do is kill some time playing Candy Crush every now and then try Grindstone you'd be like yeah this is a perfect example of what more Apple Arcade games should be and apparently that's what they want more of because they have that sort of sticky factor that get people you can play in small bites and they keep coming back for more and they make progress and stuff like that but there's no in-app purchases or anything. So that's that's a part of the strategy, but I don't think that's the answer. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's going to fix I'll, it. I'll, I'll say it's priced right and it looks good, and it's yeah. you know the the whole thing's like nicely packaged and everything. They just you know a few tweaks here and there. Yeah, five bucks a month with family sharing is the right price. That's the way to go. 
a lot of families are spending a lot more on mm-hmm. that on buying gems and garbage. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so, yeah. This next service that we're going to talk about is Apple's actually longest uh, standing service. It's been around for quite a while, and it's been maybe probably the most forgotten service. It's iCloud. It's maybe the most uh, criticized service. Well, there's only one major criticism of it. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the storage. The free free storage. Yeah. I mean, but everyone's very vocal and loud about it. It's absurd. Yeah. If you want to keep it five gigs, it should be five gigs per device. And then I would be more okay with that. It's still too little. Google gives you 15 with, with Google Drive. That seems about right. So you would to get 15, you would need to have an iPhone, an iPad, and something else, maybe a Mac that gives you 15. That 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 works for me. Although you're, you know, most people probably don't. Maybe maybe they do. I don't know. But you but you shouldn't you shouldn't have to buy extra devices to get extra storage. Just just get 15. I would I would be okay with even five, but backups just okay. don't count against I'm down your with limit. That. Yeah. You know, it's a backup. You're not accessing that data individually all the documents and photos and stuff like that that you're doing that counts against your five gigs but just your device backup your iCloud backup for your phone and stuff just doesn't count against it that would be a good start um, but yeah that's the problem if you go back and look at actual um, pricing it's, it's they're very really comparable comp- to very other. competitive yeah um, it's you know they're not killing anybody with better pricing they're not worse they're fine and they've done a pretty good job of making the, um, the service work well across different across devices. Across their own, their own devices, like yeah. I mean, there's still... But even other things, like Windows, there's a great plugin for Windows, and you can get it integrates right into you know, Windows Explorer and stuff, and it works fine. You know, it works a lot like Google Backup and Sync. So, you know, that, stuff's, that stuff all works well enough. I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to a Android iCloud Drive app or something that made it work on that service, but it's not something that, that bothers me too much because I, I just I just use Google Drive and that does work. And there are web apps for your iCloud yes. sort of apps like Yeah, it, it works like on Chrome Chromebooks okay. so, you know, well enough if you sign into iCloud, Apple, my ID, whatever it is. Um, iCloud.com works pretty well for mail and stuff like that on on, uh, on yeah. devices that don't and have And even spreadsheets yeah. and word processing and stuff, yeah. all that stuff it's there. It's not the world's best web apps, but they're fine. Yeah, they. I mean, it, it all could be better, but considering it's mostly free, you could you can get away with not paying anything for it. You know, it, it's it's you know not as good as Google, but it's it's you know it's relatively close. And they're not shoving a bunch of ads down yep, your that's face true. and stuff all the time. Yep. So and and harvesting all your data and all that other stuff. So it's got a lot going for it. I just think. Yeah, the, the free tier is bad. <laughs> yeah. All of this can be solved by, and, and we haven't touched on it yet, but we're all going to, all those can be solved by the bundle, <laughs> right? The services bundle that Apple needs to do, just your whole family, because the family sharing is a part of all these things. So just give us like the terabyte family plan for iCloud and the the Apple Arcade and Apple TV Plus and just all yeah, this stuff, it, Apple Music, it seems like a like a no-brainer. Yeah, 30, 40, 20, whatever the tier is. 
and you can yeah. pick kind of pick what you want you know have different tiers and different like the music tier and the movie or music and movies tier the the, the news and whatever tier oh man i wouldn't do any of that uh, like why why may let you just break just the just bundle? do you everything can already do that you can already do that yeah just one bundle make it simple one bundle family planning tons of storage all our services for your family boom done but what would it cost so you got apple music is 10 Ar- arcade is arcade is five okay 15 with family share uh, arcade is five that includes family sharing 20 um apple tv plus TV's that's five, five that's 25, 25. icloud and was is it 10 bucks for the two for the terabyte or two terabyte tiers like five ten bucks i think, think so so it's like 35 or something so just I don't and, know, well apple 25. news is another 10 so now we're you know we're getting up so yeah. what's that 35 40 so yeah if, if they yeah. bundled all that for like third 29 29 dollars that would well, yeah. they don't they don't do the ninety five they just do their their solid numbers, so like like twenty nine bucks would that's 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 pretty enticing. Yep. Especially if they take away yeah, the even free though Apple I have. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. I could. So, I would. I'd be on board with that. I guess I don't need to pick and choose if. Uh, it just it just makes it needless like needless, a, needlessly complicated. Right, and two twenty nine bucks or two ninety nine a year. Mm-hmm. You know, like give you a little bit of a bonus for yeah. a year. Is there any service they don't have? I don't think so. I think they got everything covered. There's nothing that, that, that we're waiting for. Everything announced, but there's services. Yeah, there's services they can do. Uh, and, but you know, yeah, and there's there's other sub- sort of subscriptions. They're not really services that they do, like things like um, like does the iPhone upgrade program and. and stuff like that that are you know apple care that are not really subscriptions but they are still monthly fees and stuff and they could always make bundles that include those sorts of stuff yeah they do certainly have options when it comes to like 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 an iphone upgrade plan with all that stuff built in for x x dollars a month just keep you paying forever (laughs) Mm -hmm. well that's what everybody wants they want that standard like steadily reliable apple as a service well, there's also the app stores. They're not subscription services, but they're places, you know, they're venues that Apple provides for for vendors to sell their wares and for people to go buy their stuff. And there's Apple Card, but I don't really consider that a service in the way that the other things are. They're, it's a financial service in a way, but you're not paying for a thing for which you get. This, but but this they could stuff. give you, you just, a break if you have an Apple Card. You know, it's. There they do. Yeah, that's true. I'm, well, I meant, I was talking about the like the bundle. If you if you pay for yeah. it through this, it's blah blah. blah. It, it it'd be three percent off like it always is. But they, they could, could do more. more. Yeah. They could make it. Yeah. I just got an Apple Card when they had that fifty dollar. Actually, they still have it. It's it's till the end of the month. Um, you sign up for a new account, and you get fifty dollars back as soon as you make any any Apple purchase, uh, any Apple digital yeah. purchase. And I gotta say, yeah. including a ninety nine yeah, cent right in app purchase, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Crush. Yeah, but the um. I'm impressed with the whole thing, the the letting you know when you buy something, the daily cash, the the management in the app, it's all it's all quite excellent. As someone who is a bit of a financial nut, and I keep a very meticulous track of all of my credit cards and all my accounts and everything, I I dig it. I think it's a, I think it's an awesome card. I think it's an awesome service. The way they did it is good, and I, I've I've actually found myself using it more because of that reason. Yeah. 
that's and and the way that they handle paying off your card and and all that other stuff all that works well i like it the only thing i wish it did is work better with other financial apps yeah um, there's a there's a mint like financial it, it works with mint kinda but not as well yeah. as um other other things do well, since they launched, they launched a website that lets you see things like your current balance and, and stuff like that, but it doesn't actually have transactions. transactions. Are missing, yeah. And that's and same with Mint. When it when you add it to Mint, you just don't get which actually your transactions, which is what people want to do. Yeah. They want to know. Yeah, they want to know: Am I spending too much exactly. on food? Am I spending too much on this? Yeah. And you can't like so. it's, as far as those those budgetary things that it's awesome on Mint. You can't. It's kind of useless. Well, that just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 706. I'd like to thank Jason Cross. Thank you. And thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you. And thanks to the audience for tuning in. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes through SoundCloud or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, you can email us at podcast at macworld.com. Or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time.